Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. It's brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. <laughs> the moose said earlier, what did you say? Today's show is going to be intense. <laughs> because we both kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Not together in separate <laughs> beds, but same idea, right? How about yes. that? And here we are, but I don't know. Our, our day has just taken a miraculous turn up. Turned. And uh, I don't know, the interview with Bernie Nichols certainly raised our spirits, too. Yeah, exactly. So that was fun. But we're we're settling into uh, hour two, as I said. And this is what I love. What do you got? You got something to say? Just on Bernie. Anytime that there's a Yellowstone fan, I wanted to run out and show him my brand. Because I'm like, oh, he'll love that. Oh, you should have. So next time he comes on, which I hope isn't too long, Clark, uh, we got to show him the brand. Okay? Maybe after the season comes out in November. Yep. I see... That our good man Mike Soulier is watching, the trainer of the Cougar men's hockey team, and I can only imagine that he's in isolation right now after a positive COVID outbreak with his hockey team on the weekend. This is why we stop booking interviews at the start of hour two, because we just sit here and have coffee and uh, deliberate on what happened in hour one, right? And look ahead and still recap what was going on on the weekend. There is breaking news today. The Ottawa Red Blacks have fired general manager Marcel Desjardins. I think I was talking about that a month ago. I was ahead of my time, I guess. I I think they were, I guess, waiting for the season to turn around. They think very highly of Marcel Desjardins. I don't know if you've seen the outpouring of tweets from their chairman and their PR guy. Everybody liked Marcel. I like Marcel. But they're 2-9. and They weren't getting better. All good things come to an end. And now they're looking for their next general manager and getting a head start on next year. And by the way, our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who should be the next general manager of the Ottawa Red Blacks? And your options are Chris Jones, Paul Lapolis, who's the current head coach, Jim Pop, who I feel is the best GM in the history of the CFL, or Brendan Tammen, and leading the way is 
Chris Jones, who's under contract, I think, until just the end of the year for the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Yeah. And I'll get to your viewer comments in a second, too. Yeah, let's just bring everybody. Jenna Reagan's watching in Southern California, and she says, the Red Blacks may not be good, but I'm still enjoying the CFL. So that's good. Great. We all need people like that. Jeff the Stamps fan writes that, and he says, I can't wait for Yellowstone. Season four coming out in two weeks' time, as Bernie Nichols would have you know. And he says, also really looking forward to season six of Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul was the spinoff of Breaking Bad, and I just could not get into Better Call Saul. I have tried like three times to watch the first episode. I couldn't. I'm like, this is bad. And Better Breaking Bad was like my favorite Netflix series, number one. I think that might be an issue, too, because Breaking Bad was so good, and you want Better Call Saul to be Breaking Bad, and it's not. Why can't it be? I think if you watch Better Call Saul and you've never really seen Breaking Bad, you probably have a better shot of enjoying it. But I don't know. I haven't gotten into it either. Yeah, so why can't it just be a continuation of Breaking Bad? Oh. Why not? I really like Saul. I know. Well, there still has to be a movie, a Breaking Bad movie. i got to see what happened to Walter right when he was bleeding out on the driveway. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if you haven't seen the end of it, I'm sorry. I just spoiled it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, checking in with our viewers. I, hey, we could do a whole show on Netflix, and I think it would be very popular. The Puck and Pigskin podcast, YYC. That's Calgary. Writing in says, can't wait for season four of Ozark. Yeah. I love me some Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. I like most things. How about another season of Bloodline? Well, and we got to wait Animal I'll Kingdom. I'll film it. Animal Kingdom's rolling Yeah, where now. are they? They're, they're in the season, but you'd have to pay or actually watch it week to week on AMC. So uh, waiting for that one to come to uh, Prime or Netflix or wherever we watch it. Jason Austin watching on YouTube says you can't have a CFL team without a quarterback. Right. But that probably falls under the responsibilities of your general manager. So don't blame Paul LaPolice for the fact the team is in the crapper at 2-9, and nine, but I think that falls on the general manager. Uh... I'm moving off Netflix and getting back into sports. Other than to say, we should have a poll. Who's your favorite character or child of the Dutton family? Mm. Because I had so many people say to me, which one are you? They all think I'm going to say Jamie, you know, the guy that was raised on the farm ranch, but wears a suit later. No, I'm Beth. Crazier than an outhouse rat. That's me. And anybody that knows me would, would not argue that, but it would shock the hell out of most people. From James in Borden, Manitoba, I feel sorry for Kraken fans that figured they would be the next Golden Knights. They really look like an expansion team. Let's get it back onto the NHL train. But who really thought that they were going to be any better than what they are? And I, I get here why there is a major disconnect between the marketing team and the hockey or football or baseball operations team. Major disconnect. Because those Kraken, the marketing staff... You saw the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Pumping up everything. We're the first to do this, the first to do that. We've sold the most this. Maybe just chill a little because the team's not going to be very good. Uh, Vegas, well, they started in goal with Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, they were, they were great right out of the gate. Won their opening game and, as we all know, went to the Stanley Cup final. But 
I just feel like the expectations were raised too high by the team. They should have been out saying, Seattle Kraken, hashtag just happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's really what they are. They're happy to be there. You know, some of the pieces were in place. I mean, you've got a great captain, Mark Giordano, but again, he's been around a while. He's not the same Mark Giordano that was a front runner for, you know, Team Canada and playing Olympic teams. And that's yeah. that Mark Giordano, all star. Um, he still could be in a great leader. You thought Philip Grubauer was going to be better, and I think he will be, but Grubauer's had a slow start. So you had Marc Andre Fleury lighting the world on fire, and Grubauer has not. Um, here's hoping he will. And then just somebody to score goals on a consistent basis. They haven't found their identity yet in Seattle. And I wonder how long that's going to take because it's not happening as fast as it did in Vegas. I mentioned the Leafs fans are awake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ray in the six watching Kitchener, Ontario area says, hi, Rod, my Monday morning rant. How embarrassing was the Leafs' performance on Saturday? There's a problem when your big three are not putting points up. All the money's tied up in the three. No cap to add some grit. Thanks to Dubas' strategy and how this team should be built, I would like to hear yours and Darren's take. Then he goes, thanks, I heard your views after I sent this. (laughs) We covered it in uh, the warm-up, of course. Players don't just become bad overnight. From the 501... Hey, Roddy, what's up with our Regina Pats? Do they need to make changes? Uh, Again, covered it in the warm-up. Coffee starts at 10 Mountain. I'm not going back. I covered it already. As our guy Joe Lazito says in New York, he says that's the best 20 minutes in sports right there, the warm-up. We covered it all there. You got to be here for it on time. Um, From Dustin in Edmonton, Play-by-play made the game interesting watching Calgary-Saskatchewan. He's the best of the rest of the guys are boring to watch and listen to. (laughs) From Dustin, the doc in Edmonton. I wouldn't necessarily say that. What Rod Smith called the uh, Calgary-Saskatchewan game, and you and I watched it at Shoeless Joe's and thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I texted, uh, what's his name? Marshall Ferguson. He was doing the Winnipeg-BC game, and I'm like, sound good, Marsh. Sound very comfortable in there. And he wrote me back, thanks, Roddy, with a fist-pound emoji. I liked Marshall Ferguson's play-by-play. So this guy writes in every week and craps on the CFL play-by-play guys, and I'm just not in the mood for it today. These are my guys. David, writing from Church Bridge, Saskatchewan, home of Kevin Kaminsky. He says, depending whoever the new general manager in Ottawa is, could Paul LaPolice be out? And if so, should Richie Hall get another shot as head coach? Richie is the defensive coordinator, of course, of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the team that is making an historic run for the greatest defense in the history of the Canadian Football League. That's what Richie Hall is doing over there. The guy that they ran out of the rectangle. Yeah. From Metal Shingle Guy, he says, after Montreal kicked the Schlitz out of Toronto... Does Trevor Harris see the field? Schultz Creek. <laughs> they, he, this guy wants to sell T-shirts that say Schultz Creek in Montreal. Are you still going to do that? They're pretty good. Yeah, if the Montreal think fans get them? on board. They got to go on a run, though. The Owls got to go on a run, and um, which they are on right now. 
They got to do some winning, and uh, they might be popular, maybe for the playoffs. It's 11 11. And 11 at the time. Be aware of your thoughts. The opportunity portal is opening. Are you going to walk through it? 111 in Eastern uh, time zone. Here's a good one from the 690. This came in over the weekend. He says, Baba, sorry they got rid of you in Moose Jaw, but looks like things worked out well. Maybe you would still be there in the jaw? I'm thinking, wrong person. Should I re- I've been fired a lot of places, but Moose Jaw wasn't one of them. <laughs> Give me time, and I might add that to the list, but. Yeah. I've got to be the wrong person. Was it you? Were you fired in Moose Jaw? Well, kind of. <laughs> For a second. <laughs> By who? Tim Hunter. Oh, right. Right? For a day or two. I was thinking about Tim Hunter, by the way. The uh, Stanley Cup champion with the Calgary Flames and longtime NHL assistant coach and Moose Jaw Warriors coaching gym. When when you and I were driving across the uh, rectangle yesterday, I'm thinking, I get now why Tim Hunter just wants to live in that beautiful cabin at Buffalo Pound in complete isolation and have the world leave him alone. Right, and go out and probably kill his supper. You know what I mean? Shooting deer and moose and ducks. That's what Tim Hunter's doing. And nobody can get at him. I'm like, what a nice life. I get it now. Yeah. It's not to say he won't coach again, but it has to be the right opportunity. And that's the thing that I did. I don't know if you got the impression from Mike Babcock like I did. I might have not worded it properly in my weekend column, but. It's not that he doesn't want to coach in the NHL again, but I don't think he's going to take just any job in the NHL again. He has the luxury of the financial stability to never work again for the rest of his life. I think he'll be in the NHL again, but I think it's got to be like that perfect situation. And that might be Chicago. There's talent there. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Colleton, I'm sorry, it's not getting it. They lost to Detroit yesterday. Nobody loses to Detroit. And in the Chicago market, I don't think you lose to Detroit. You know what I mean? You don't want to. That's for sure. And, you know, when you have Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane still there in Seabrook and not Keith anymore, but um, you had them last season, you still have those memories. Chelsea Dagger and the playoff runs and the Stanley Cups, and that's still there. And so as long as those players are still there, the big name guys, in the fans' mind, the expectations are still that high. And they're not winning games, and it's not looking good. So they need to make changes in a hurry. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a coaching change. And there is no amount of too soon that would surprise me, right? If they fired him tomorrow, it wouldn't surprise me now. I'd I'd like to see a little bit of patience, but he's definitely on the hot seat. Leighton Janice watching in British Columbia says, come on down to YouTube where you can rewind the show. How about that? We've got way, way, way more viewers on YouTube than Facebook, and of course, more on Game Plus Television, where if you have PBR, you can rewind it. But YouTube streaming is the way to go. Uh, It's like Black Monday. It's like people are waiting for coach firings to happen. For instance, Robin watching in... The gateway to the north. He says, Babs to Chicago, which you called it first, Moose. Wasn't it you? Yeah. Yeah. 
He also says Tim Hunter to Regina. God's team has lost seven in a row, but I don't know who could make them win. Uh, Jason Austin on YouTube watching says, Tim Hunter currently playing the role of angry old guy. Get off my lawn. Grand Torino, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, why did they get rid of Quenville in Chicago? Because all good things come to an end. That's why. It's not like Quenville got to be a bad coach either. Relationships sour, believe it or not. Stan Bowman and Quenville's obviously did. I do want to talk about this for a second. Like Kevin Olenek watching on YouTube, and he says, Rod, could Wally be back in BC? Two blowouts in BC place. So they're expecting Rick Campbell to be fired over there in BC. Baby Yoda is the guy's name on YouTube watching says the bombers are good enough to play in the NFL. And I'm hearing a lot of this talk, this poppycock talk. We got to talk about that and more when we come back. Okay. Oh yeah. It's the Golden Corral of Sports Talk. A little bit for everybody. We could talk some World Series, too, if you'd like. Monday Night Football, Saints and Seahawks from the Emerald City. That's all coming up tonight. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Whoa! How about that? Wake hang up. on, hang on. Listen. I had to go get a fan. It's my biggest fan. Oh, it is so hot back here. Had to powder our donuts. Four degrees feels like minus two, and Rod's getting a fan. Oh, well, actually, we are, I'm, o- I'm okay with compared to what's going on outside. We say we're in the bunker, like in the basement. We're actually up on the top Tower floor. on the top floor. And all the heat rises into our space, and it's a million degrees, and then the lights add to it. Not complaining. <laughs> Just getting a little sweaty over here. We thought we needed to recreate the Florida. <laughs> I just haven't piped in any humidity yet into the space. <sighs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Um, the poll question today for Capital Automall, given today's breaking news that the Ottawa Red Blacks have relieved General Manager Marcel Desjardins of his duties. The poll question is, who should be the next general manager of the Ottawa Red Blacks? And your options are Chris Jones, who continues to lead on Twitter, by the way, with 32% of the vote. Paul Apolise and Brendan Tamman are tied with 26%. And Jim Pop, oddly enough, 16% of the vote. Do we have Facebook results or not? Nah? Um, uh, no, they're not. Oh, there you go. It's not coming up on the screen. Uh, Chris Jones leading there, too. How about that? The guy that you thought you'd seen the last of could end up as the, run, the guy running the show in Ottawa. I saw, yeah, some guys want to talk NFL. I get it. And I'll get to their comments in a moment. Like Andrew Benson, he's one of our interns. He says, are the Kansas City Chiefs going to turn it around? 
are they looking at a long offseason? Darren has to be feeling good this morning. Of course, we covered that in the warm-up, and I'm sure Andrew was watching. He's uh, That's his job. Troy in Toronto said the same thing. How much trouble are the Chiefs in? I saw Davis Sanchez, our good friend Davis Sanchez, on Sports Center this morning predicting the Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs. And I will get to that in a moment. However, everybody's talking about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and their historic run. What are they now, 9-1? and one? And... I just want to talk about that for a moment because we're very big in Winnipeg. I think it's number two for viewership. Is it not? Mm -hmm. Or is it Edmonton? I keep Edmonton's our our number two podcast listens. But in terms of live viewers, Winnipeg, I believe, is our second biggest market. William watching on Facebook says it's first time the Bombers have won first place in the West since 1970. Wait until the vets retire and see. I don't understand why you would make that comment, but that's okay. I think it's actually 1972, but you might be right. There was a commenter here that, where is it about the NFL and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Somebody wrote in and said, could the Winnipeg Blue Bombers beat the Detroit Lions, who are now what, 0-7? I'm trying to find the comment. I'm sorry, where the heck is it? Oh, Yeah, Baby Yoda said the Bombers are good enough to play in the NFL. Somebody asked if they would beat the Detroit Lions. And that's the poppycock talk. That's silly. Now, I think the Alabama Crimson Tide could beat the Ottawa Red Blacks. I really do. So at the bottom end, I believe that the top NCAA college football team could beat the lowest end CFL team. But I don't think the best CFL team could beat anybody in the NFL. Like... Stop it. Yeah, no. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars went toe-to-toe with the Cincinnati Bengals, right, on Thursday Night Football, who went toe-to-toe with Green Bay and just beat the pants off of Baltimore. <laughs> right. Right? Detroit has a quarterback that just recently went to the Super Bowl. The, the difference between first and last in the National Football League is still pretty thin. Feels big. The Winnipeg, or the Winnipeg, the New York Jets oh. beat the Tennessee Titans, who just beat Buffalo and Kansas City back-to-back. The, the difference, but the parity is crazy. But in the CFL, too, I mean, we know Ottawa, Edmonton, they're having tough seasons, you know, but they still find ways to win the odd game. They can still play at the level. It's not like they don't belong. Yeah, the, the comparison's... Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I think any CFL team would beat any NFL team if they played CFL rules. If they played NFL rules, any NFL team beats a CFL team. I disagree, but unfortunately, we'll never know the answer to that because it's never going to happen. The only way that happens is if the CFL guys are playing with 12 against 11 NFL players. And even then, maybe. From Deb and Tirana. She says, hi, Rod and Darren and crew. Still here, watching, listening, and loving the show. Deb in the 416, and she watches on Game Plus television every day. And we're just so darn grateful for her and others like her. Anonymous texter from the 577. It's none of anybody's business to know if you're vaccinated or not. I'm sick of listening to it. (laughs) Flames coming off that. (laughs) Wrong person. (laughs) Uh, 
Ryan watching in Saratoga, New York, <laughs> said how to reply to the guy asked if uh, it turned out well after I got fired at Moose Jaw. I think he got the wrong quest- wrong person. He's like, say new phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was meant for me, but. <laughs> new phone. Terry Simpson, Simso, the former coach of the New York Islanders, said in that feature that I did on him at Dub Network, the more you get fired, the easier it gets. Damn it, if he isn't right. You just know the person. He's right. Okay, where do I sign? We'll get the severance <laughs> on the way up. Right. Just uh, make sure you pay me. Mm-mm-mm. From Dominic Froome. Bombers versus Detroit Lions in a two-game aggregate. One-game NFL rules, one-game CFL rules. Overall points differential wins. Uh, A lot of this is relative. I'm going to use this back to a local term here. The Regina Rams football team won 13 national championships, I think, under the legendary Frank McChrystal, Slick. And they were saying, come on, U of S Huskies. Come on, U of S. Let's play the university. Come on, let's play the Huskies. Remember that? Or were you old enough? Yeah. And the Huskies were like, just get it, get shot, get away. Stop. And then the Rams got into university football and went 0-8 in their opening year and got their, their brakes beat off them every week. That's how I feel about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the NFL. Can we please stop with this? I see somebody bringing up the 1-5 Miami Dolphins. I believe it's 1-5 now. I was talking to a Dolphins fan on the weekend, and they were like, "How? oh, man, they love the Dolphins down here. They've just been so bad for so long. That's the terrible thing about being trapped in the market when your teams suck. Detroit Lions fans, exact same thing. Um, Sabres fans, if I may. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to get a foothold to come back, and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I know. There really isn't. And you think Tua is going to be that light for the Miami Dolphins. And you still hope that he will be, but they got some big problems and losing some tough games. I mean, every team in the NFL is good. So... You know, you can't just look at, oh, you know, they're losing to all these bad teams. But that's really tough because you see other markets and then you get envious because they're putting consistently better products on the field and having consistently more success. Detroit is one of them, man. And they play every Thanksgiving. they got such a great fan base and they don't win anything. Mandy in Edmonton says we need more time reviewing the CFL games from the weekend. Um, no, I don't think so. I think that we spent just the right amount of time on it. And we covered it last hour in the warm-up, by the way. Interesting. Derek Shatta writes us on Twitter and says, it sounds like the Red Blacks want to retain La Police. So that would rule Chris Jones out. The report from TSN's Dave Naylor this morning is that the Ottawa football team wants to hire a general manager that will keep Paul Lapolis. And this is what sucks about this. I mean, I don't really care, but you're automatically bringing in a GM and slapping handcuffs on him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, and that's tough. You can't do that. I I don't believe you can do that. But if in the interview process you kind of get an idea of what is your plans at head coach? Well, I really... Think we need to uh, go with an experienced guy who's had success winning as a head coach. Okay, perfect. 
And the next guy is like, I like Paul Lapolice. I want to keep him, and I think he's the coach right now, and I don't want to disrupt that. Okay, great. He's going in the next interview column because we like that. You know, as opposed to telling him, we want you to keep Paul Lapolice, right? Figure out who actually wants to. Because you need to have, like you said, the, the handcuffs. You need to have uh, somebody who's actually on board. Because if you're kind of backdoored into something or pushed into something that you don't really believe in, then you're not really going to be in, as invested or do your job as well. So it'll be a delicate process if that's what they want to do. Hmm. Yeah, see, Mandy says, uh, she says she'll have to go back and rewatch. She says uh, she's been distracted throughout. Well, why, we love Mandy, but we can't tailor our programming to your schedule. You understand that. I hope you understand that. Try and please everybody. And who do you end up pleasing, Darren? Nobody. Nobody. So you got to please yourself. Who sang it? Do you remember? You don't remember? I played it for you. Yeah. Do you remember the name? No, I don't. Ricky Nelson. That's it. Oh, yeah. How about that? Garden Party. I got it on my phone. Right. Garden Party. Go back and listen to it. That's right. People going back and forth between YouTube and Facebook, Facebook and YouTube, and because one's better to watch on, the other's better to come on. I don't know. I just sit in this chair. You guys figure out the rest. And by the way, the text line is open, 306-840-8777. It's brought to you by Prairie Mobile, your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. And while we're at it, addiction, it destroys families, lives, and relationships. But the good news is... Addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, we provide a foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, we can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Go to aurorarecoverycenter.com. I think people are sitting here today finally realizing how, while it is the Golden Corral of sports. It's kind of hard being the chef for the Golden Corral of sports. You know what I'm saying? Rod, what do you think of the Pats? What do they got to do? What do you guys think of the Chiefs? Are they going to miss the playoffs? Hey, what do you think about the CFL games on the weekend? Hey, what do you think about the Leafs? When I cook a brisket, yeah, I spend all day checking on it, making sure it's good, um, adjusting the temperature, right? Everything. And there's a whole process. But wait a second, you also want steak, which also takes a ton of my attention, and you want the, I get it. And it's the same in sports, right? Because you need all your attention on all these topics. Yes, and uh, so further on, we are having a back and forth with Mandy here. She says, before there was a season, there was more CFL talk. I thought we'd spend more time on game reviews when there was a season. Yeah, and before the season, the NHL wasn't playing, and the NFL wasn't playing. So you know the rules, Mandy. We do the talking and you do the watching. Those are your expectations. Those, that's what you wanted. But that's not what we wanted. See? And she says, love the show. Told my Sask roommate I don't watch for the sports talk, as in hockey, etc. But I like Rod's personality. She might be changing her opinion on that, Moose. <laughs> now she says your voice is becoming familiar. LOL. <laughs> 
I play it on TV every day. I appreciate you, Mandy. I really do. Do we have Jesse logged in yet, by the way? Okay. We'll have to tell the story in overtime about Shoeless Joe's Sports Bar on Saturday night. Our server, Tasia. Remember what she said? Yeah. I can't let you two get out of here without telling you. My mom, Danny, she watches you guys every day. And yesterday you mentioned Shoeless Joe was on the air. She was all excited. So, hey, Danny. Hey, Tasia. Thanks for watching the RP show. And she watches it on uh, Game Plus television every day. So what did I say I was going to get you to come back and talk about earlier? The Kansas City Chiefs was right. one because somebody wanted to know about the Chiefs if they were done. So we can talk about the Chiefs. In overtime. Let's do that. Okay. Because we're going to Minnesota next. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus Television, Canada's daytime sports talk show. Also, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. We're gonna keep rolling with the hockey talk today because it is late October after all. We don't Talk a lot of Minnesota Wild. Jesse Pierce joins us from the Minnesota Hockey Journal, NHL.com, where she covers the Wild and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And it looks like they had a beauty last night in St. Paul, unless you're a Wild fan. Our good friend Connor Ingram won his first NHL start. The Predators beat the Wild 5-2. Roman Yossi had a four-point game. First of all, Jesse, welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. How's your day going? Thank you. It's good. How about yours? I love the setup you got going here. I'm excited to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. This is nice to be home. We've been on the road for uh, most of the fall, so it's nice to be back here in the bunker and and doing what we do. Um, Hey, it was the first wild loss of the season last night against Nashville. How did did the Preds pull it off, and how's it going over with the mini fans? I mean, obviously, they hit the panic button. You know, you're five games into the season. I think people thought that they were going to go 82-0. and 0. I'm not <laughs> quite sure what the, uh, the huge concern is. Um, I mean, Minnesota just simply came out flat. I mean, there was no excuse for that either. Nashville had played, as you guys very well know, the night before up in your fair city, um, as had Minnesota played the night before. So there was no excuse for Minnesota to come out as flat as they did. And then lazy penalties. We saw, I think, three tripping penalties. Uh, Nashville got out to an early 3-0 start courtesy of two power play goals. So really, nothing was really clicking for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, their fourth line, their best line, which is nice to see, but that's also when the other lines are also contributing. Um, So, I mean, really, it was just kind of a sloppy game, something that they're going to really need to wash down the drain uh, as they hit the road this week and and start up in Vancouver on Tuesday. Was the start unexpected really it was by me to go 4-0 with because like they made a a decided decision to go away from Suter and Parisi and go in a different direction and yet they continued to win like it looked like they didn't even need them (laughs) I mean a little bit right I think it is it's a new team it's a young team and it's not a full-on rebuild but it's definitely a reset a refresh so you have Guys that are coming in, Brandon Duhame is, is a new face that's getting a call up from the Iowa Wild of the AHL, um, getting a look, 
but you also still have some very familiar guys that were around last year. I think the biggest difference between the Parisi Suter era, not only is the the speed and and the youthfulness there, but there's just a different vibe in the locker room, which I think has really attributed a lot to the Minnesota Wild success right now and and moving forward. Um, but I was I was a little shocked to see a four and zero, especially when you're allowing the first goal in all five of these games to play come from behind. Uh, you're you're playing with fire and a little bit of puck luck to to get to that quick uh, undefeated start but now I think that loss will kind of put them back into uh shake their shake their nerves a little bit and say all right let's go let's let's play our game and and let's uh not rely on so much puck luck like they had in the beginning Jesse did you ever doubt in August and September that Kirill Kaprizov would sign and play with the wild this year because it was looking dicey there for a while what was your read on that whole situation I mean, it was hard to picture him not coming back, right? It was very weird, despite how far apart the camp seemed at some point in time. Bill Guerin had said, you know what, we're not going to settle for less than five. And it didn't sound like Kirill Kaprizov's camp wanted more than two or three. Um, you know, so there was a slight concern, but also, what else is he going to do? He wants to play in the best league, and, and he knows the NHL is the best. He wasn't going to sit out. Um, and he obviously had missed the deadline to to play with the KHL. So, I mean, you always have that little kind of wince because this is Minnesota we're talking about. If you guys aren't aware, Minnesota sports fans are very used to being let down and they always joke that they can't have nice things. This would have fed into that storyline perfectly. Uh, but ultimately, I figured they would come to terms and, and he would make it. I'm a little surprised that they got it done um, kind of as quickly. He didn't miss too much of camp, which which was nice. And that was forward thinking on him and his agent's part by getting him over here ahead of time and vaccinated, which also shows that they were planning to sign as well. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that he's played here in these opening five games? Um, You know, he's getting a lot of flack for that as well, right? He has no goals. He's got three assists and he's a superstar. He is getting paid bona fide superstar money now with this new deal. And if you want to be a superstar, you have to play like a superstar night in and night out. So it's a little bit frustrating, but I think you can feel that he's putting that pressure on himself as well. He's gripping that stick just too tight. I mean, head coach Dean Evson said it best in last night's post game is that he just needs to go back and simplify. I mean, they didn't uh, have the accurate stats, I don't believe, because I think they only credited him with like two turnovers last night. I think I saw more like four or five turnovers by Kirill Kaprizov. And again, that's because he's trying to get too fancy with it sometimes and trying to take it all on. Um, so, I mean, I think there's there's room for more improvement. I do want to, you know, cut him a little bit of slack. We've got 60 games with him, right? So he still is young. He's still growing, uh, but he's going to have to learn. It's not going to get any easier down the road. He's going to see some of the best of the best this year, too. I mean, not the Anaheims and the LAs and, and the teams that Minnesota saw last year. So he's going to really have to elevate his game to prove that he is the superstar that everyone indeed uh, has made him out to be. Jesse Pierce with us from Minnesota Hockey Journal, NHL.com, and Bar Down Beauties podcast. The Wild now go on the road for a few. They're in Vancouver, I think it's tomorrow, then Seattle after that. What do you expect out of this road trip for the Wild? I mean, they're going to have to score first. I think that's the biggest thing. Come out on fire and get that first goal finally. Take that monkey off your back and say, hey, we we can do this. You know, I I think that's been a huge problem. I, you know, not that they were playing cocky or arrogant by any means when they were down, but I think they got a little too comfortable in saying, hey, we can let the opposition go up and uh, we're, we know that we can come back and mount that comeback uh, in the third period, but that's not how you're, that's not sustainable, right? You need to go out, you need to score that first goal. Um, and I think you really want a good bounce back win in Vancouver to really start this road trip off on the right foot. Um, you know, get Cam Talbot feeling good. He's been 
okay, but he's been a little shaky as of, as of late. So I think get that going. And naturally, I think if Kirill Kaprizov can get a goal or two or three or four, um, that's going to mm. just absolutely skyrocket him and his line uh, and their confidence. Please, Jesse, do me a favor. One thing that we do here is not just talk about the games themselves, but about the personalities. What's your background in the game of hockey that's led to you, I would suggest, with a dream job covering the wild for these entities I just mentioned. Yeah, it's funny. I actually never played hockey. I was a basketball player, but my uh, parents both were huge, huge hockey fans. And I just kind of fell in love with the game. I mean, very much like Canada, Minnesota, it's all around us. And once you watch a hockey game, it's hard not to absolutely love it. And then I learned that finding the intricacies and once I figured out, you know, what a face-off win looks like or what battles and kind of the actual game scheme itself, I'm like, oh, I could do that for a job. So at the age of 18, I said I'd work for the Minnesota Wild. And by the age of 28, I'd made that dream come true. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm always still learning and uh, I love interacting with fine folks like you as well and, and getting to uh, talk a little hockey anytime I can. Yeah. Good for you. Well, I'm proud of you. Way to go. Uh, bravo. Thank I hope you. we can do it again. <laughs> Looking forward to your stuff. Thanks for the follow and uh, enjoy this wild season. Jesse, we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Ron. Jesse Pierce joining us from the beautiful state of Minnesota, the land of a thousand lakes. Moose joins us next. It's viewer takeover. We'll talk about whatever you people would like and a sports update, too. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And the Moose is here for overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC. The uh, Here's the breaking news. It's not breaking anymore, but it was the first thing this morning. The Ottawa Red Blacks have fired General Manager Marcel Desjardins. He was the franchise's first GM when it joined the CFL in 2014. Leading our poll for who should be the next GM of Ottawa is Chris Jones. Let's see if it happens. NHL tonight, the Senators are back as they welcome the Washington Capitals. They're looking for a split of a four-game homestand. Uh, the struggling Maple Leafs are in Carolina. The Leafs 2-3-1 and one so far on the season. They've yet to get a goal from Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Flames are at the Rangers. The Astros and Atlanta Braves are making final preparations for Game 1 of the World Series Tuesday night. A few roster decisions need to be made, but both clubs have already declared starters for Game 1. Framber Valdez goes for Houston. Atlanta sending Charlie Morton to the mound. Tom Brady's latest milestone is another untouchable one. Brady became the first player to throw 600 career touchdown passes and then tacked on two more in the Bucks' 38-3 route over Chicago. You saw that Mike Evans, who caught the pass, gave it to a fan. The ball... And then they went to the, to the bench. They're like, Mike, where's the ball? And he's like, did you see the, on the, they did the subtitles. He goes, I gave it to a fan. Don't. So then they went to the fan and asked for the ball back. Did you see the subsequent interview with the fan? Was it the kid? Was it the, it wasn't the little kid. It was a was guy it? with, with a, with a, yeah. uh, like a farmer hat, like a plantation I didn't see hat. the interview. And he's like, the fan goes, what am I going to do? Tell, tell Tom Brady no, is what he said. And then they interviewed 
Tom Edward Brady afterwards, and he goes, we'll look after the fan. He goes, I don't keep many mementos, but I want to keep this one. 600 touchdown passes. The Houston Texans franchise hasn't had 600 touchdown passes in their history. Uh, anyways, that's pretty wild sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western hockey league, breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G protein bars, I already had one this morning. I might make it too. How about that? If you were forced to give up an item, let's just say Connor Mc, no, OV scores his, uh, what's the record for goals? 871. See, I think it is. Wayne's say he scores 872 and against the opposition. And let's say Shesterkin, let's say it's in New York and he fires the puck into the crowd, the goalie for the Rangers and you catch it. And then the Capitals come over to you and tap on the glass. Can we get that puck? It's always, it's the record breaking goal. A, you don't want to give it to him, but B, you know, you should. What would be an appropriate... But C, that's a million-dollar puck right. in your hand. They say the football's a half million. Okay. That's so, what they're saying. So the puck would be... This didn't break a record. The puck would be right there. No, what would you want? Half a million dollars. You scumbag! <laughs> I, that's a, that'd be the coolest thing to have the record-breaking puck. But you know what? Oh, it's eight ninety four. Sorry. So if it's eight ninety five, you catch the puck for eight ninety five. Because what Tom said was, "Ah, oh, we'll get him a helmet, maybe a couple jerseys or something." Uh, I'm I'm a it's I'm not quite like you. Yeah, I'm not a complete pimp like you. I would say, <laughs> I want the helmet. I want the jerseys. I want season tickets. I want lunch with you at the Golden Corral tomorrow, Tom. <laughs> And let me think about it a little longer, and then I'll get back to you. See, I could never, but the thing is, I could never issue a demand. I could never say, I need a half million dollars, I'm not giving this up. I would just, that's, that's kind of in my mind, if they offered it, I'd be like, you know what, you do, you do own it. Like, a dinner with, with Tom? Yeah. would be awesome. I, I'd take a dinner and a couple of signed things from Tom, absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. That's all you'd want? That's not it. season tickets for life? You know? No, because I don't really care about the bucks. I want Tom, right? So... Give me a replica football of that that he signs, maybe, you know, and I can say the replacement. I actually caught the ball. This is a replica. That's a, I'd want that, maybe, and a dinner with Tom. I'd be set. Uh, Jamie Anstey is watching in Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. He says, great show as always, Roddy. Man, I has some comments about the Red Blacks. Um, Ken in Saskatoon writes in and he says, another great show. Thanks to you and Dupes for letting me par- be part of Friday's live audience. You remember Ken from Saskatoon. Of course. One of the vast group of listeners that showed up to watch uh, the show from the Merlis Belshire place. From the 501, he says, hey, Roddy, went on YouTube and heard what you had to say about the Pats. Hopefully they do something to spark their offense. Uh, Moose and I called the hockey game Friday night. And if you recall what I said and you agreed was that the Pats had a low, slow start last year. Remember? Yeah. And they made a change in goal. They tweaked a few things. And they ended up getting into a playoff spot. So I'm not panicking just yet on the play of God's team. From Metal Shingle Guy regarding the firing of Marcel Desjardins today, the GM of the Red Blacks, Metal Shingle Guy says, whoever decided to go after Matt Nichols instead of Nick Arbuckle should be fired. I agree. I'm just going to bite my tongue on that. I'm trying to not have an opinion on certain things that don't necessarily 
involve me. Um, you, Darren, we're going to talk about the Chiefs. I'm not sure what their record is, but it's got to be well below 500. The team that's been in the Super Bowl the last two years and won one. What's their problem? You watched the whole game yesterday. Yeah, so. they not. I think they're three and four, maybe. Is that what they are? Yeah. Um, they're a good football team still. They're in trouble, though. Their defense isn't good enough. And the Titans just had a really good game plan against Patrick Mahomes in the offense. Their offense is not an issue. I mean, coming into this game, I think he was even better than he was last year. Um, Mahomes can, is, is still good. The concern I have is he took that knee to the face in the four, I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, it was completely accidental, but he looks shaken up. I hope he's healthy and doesn't miss any, any time. Henne came in and finished the football game. Um, the Chiefs are still a threat. They're still a threat. Their defense is a huge concern, but they're still a threat. They're still a threat. They're still capable of winning a Super Bowl. But teams are now, I mean, that's their Super Bowl, right? Teams gear up for this game against the Chiefs because it's their big litmus test. And so they play a little bit better and they game plan a little bit stronger and a little bit smarter. So, no, I don't, I would, I'm not writing off the Chiefs yet at all. How somehow we got on the topic of buffets. Jeff the Stamps fan says, outside of Chinese food, I can't think of a moderately priced buffet option in Calgary. Well, what's moderately priced? I'd go as high as 30 but as a former restaurant owner and a buffet aficionado, I can tell you that food costs in Canada exponentially higher than America. Nelson Vole, our content creator, says, in exchange for the ball, he was given a signed jersey, $1,000 to the team store, and a replacement game ball. I think I'd be happy with that. Sign the game ball and you got a deal. That replacement ball, right? But that's good. I, I, he said a signed jersey. Yeah. That ball is the thing, though, because I can tell people I had the real ball and they gave me this one in, in replacement. It's all about the story. It is. Speaking of, I got to find my bowl Levi jersey. I hope somebody around here didn't steal it. I know where it is. Uh, tomorrow, Clark, guys, what's tomorrow? Besides Tuesday? Thank you. The sports doctor, Dave Patrician, tomorrow. And Ryan Malone, former Pittsburgh Penguin, will see at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.